You guys are listening to Lame, the Lexington All Tech Marxist Experience. It is the 20th of May, 2021. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. That's right, folks. It's going to be that episode, the fu- the one where we finally take on take on Mr. All Tech themselves. Joe All Tech. Joe All Tech. <laughs> it's me. Miss, finally, everyone's favorite government contractor, All Tech and Sons, is being dragged down from underneath. Stay tuned for side B for that. Yes, of course. Um, this is a uh, a news and editorial podcast from uh, perspectives. I'm not going to bother getting into it today, folks. Um, we have some exclusive. We finally have done it. It's been promised many times before. There's do not disturb my phone. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's I. Can you believe, folks? I spent the first minute of this recording just like staring at the button. We run a tight ship here mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. Lame Lame HQ. Yeah, I need to just start giving Charlie my phone before the recording. Anyway, um, uh, we did some real boots on the ground recording, um, uh, reporting this week and recording uh, and recording. That's true. Um, we want to put that footage. Want to want to roll that now? Yeah, let's let's get into it. You're about to hear some of the highlights from the Counselors Over Cops rally. That was Wednesday the 19th. It was a fun time. I had a good time. All the people there were super awesome. Let's get into it. It's happening all around us. The students have spoken, and it is up to us to do our due diligence and listen to them. Review and revise the 10-point safety plan. District and community at large need to engage in a thorough evaluation of the 10-point safety plan, particularly how the plan has affected students of groups mentioned above. This evaluation and new recommendation must include students, particularly those impacted by police violence and community members who are often left out of these decision-making processes. I'm a student at Henry Clay, and as I walk the halls and see numbers, numbers of armed officers patrolling, I feel like we're in prison and I feel afraid. It's pretty clear that the multitude of cops the Fayette County School Board has so kindly placed in our schools do not keep us safe. Why should they? They have no background or training in education or in helping students. Hey, hey! Ho, ho! Cops in schools have got to go! Hey, hey! Ho, ho! Cops in schools have got to go! Hey, hey! Ho, ho! Alright, this is Aaron live on the scene here at the Counselors Over Cops rally. Uh, we have Rick here with us today. Hello, this is Rick. We've been having an interesting time at the rally. A lot of fun times are being had, I would say. A lot of uh, students are here, f- faculty, all of those. Um, we have Rick here. Uh, what grade are you in? I'm uh, graduating tomorrow. All right. Awesome. You're almost out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts about the turnout today what do you think you know are you hopeful um about fayette county i guess listening to your demands do you think they're going to um honestly with all the meetings we've had uh with school board members so far it hasn't felt too uh productive like they haven't given me a whole lot of hope they've been pretty dismissive but um i am pretty excited this is our first in-person action and uh i think eventually it's gonna have to happen you know eventually we're gonna have to put more funding towards uh, student support and more fun- and less funding towards policing and eventually just stop policing students in general. I think eventually they're going to have to, especially with movements like this. Um, do you think that with school being out of session, I mean, you, your guys' last day of school is what, yesterday? Yeah. And um, do you think that that's going to have an impact? Are you going to be more or less receptive to all of this? Do you think they're going to just like go out and be like, ah, we're not going to listen to those kids? 
Like it, during the summer? Yeah, during the summer. Um, I think that they're still going to listen because they're still doing stuff during the summer. So it doesn't really matter whether or not school is in session, I don't think. Um, and it's going to give them more time to like digest the policy proposals that we've given them. Because that's like their biggest excuse is that like, oh, we can't just like roll out policy immediately. But we already have like um, Kosha Tucker who uh, has like developed like a whole policy for uh, everything that we want, all of our demands. So um, I think that that should eliminate that excuse. You know, we'll have all summer to, ha you know, they should have all summer to work on that, <laughs> supposedly. That's good. And the, you know, the demands I would say are pretty reasonable. Uh, and the 10 point plan that they're, that they put out is just absolutely horrible. Yeah. And hopefully that they, you know, see that out, get that out of here. Yeah. The 10 point plan is absurd. Any, uh, any like specific thoughts about the 10 point plan? Um, it's just not enough. Like it's, our demands are like, they are completely reasonable and anything less is not reasonable. <laughs> like asking for one police officer per school is bare minimum. Like that's, that's such a small ask, I think, um, because there's no reason to have more than one police officer in a high school. Um, and like right now I go to Bryan Station, it's the poorest school in the county. It's also one of the most diverse schools in the county, and it's one of the most policed. And there's no reason to have, like, you know, a police officer in every hallway at every time. Uh, it just makes students feel threatened. Um, it honestly is a threat to our safety. It's not something that is making us any safer. All right, well, I'm gonna let you go. That was, that was good. That was Rick here uh, at the Counselors Over Cops rally. Thank you so much. Awesome, thank you. All right, and we're back live here in Lame Studios. Um, if you want to know more about whatever they were just talking about, um, links in the show notes. Yeah, links in the show notes. Of course, the last episode that went up, the last two episodes. Last two. Up. We've been we've been big on this one, as you know, as as the uh, as um as the uh, the first and last line against police. Um, Lame podcast stands with um, everyone dedicated out there to getting rid of cops in every place. Um, but anyway. Uh, I have news. Let's get into this it. This is the sound of all the many papers that I had um, print out for me. The generator has like 20. I have one. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, look. I I do a lot of important research. Oh, I'm actually using the papers just to fan me because I'm here on a on a sweltering, sweltering day. I'm like a, uh, a lawyer in a courtroom over here. Um, southern courtroom three-piece cotton suit um just <laughs> thanks like, climate change yeah just profusely i mean really thank you climate change i'm waiting for uh the next few decades when lexington's climate will be comparable to that of um current year uh, jackson mississippi um so anyway uh the one real big piece of news that i have for you today um that makes me the most angry at my heart is of course um lexington has announced that they're trying to find managers for the uh kentucky theater um, this is, of course, after they had to shut down the Kentucky Theater and terminate their contract with the uh, Kentucky Theater Group, I believe is the name of them. The uh, One of those people, of course, is Fred Mills, the nicest man you'll ever meet. Um, and all I'm saying is that uh, if they um, do not rehire Fred Mills to manage the Kentucky Theater, um, I will make and then carry out actionable threats of violence. Uh, moving on. Um, so I tried reporting, I tried getting the initial, the uh, actual scoop on this myself, um, but I literally could not find any, <laughs> almost any evidence this meeting actually happened. Like there was no video, there was no agenda. 
I couldn't find anything about it except for, of course, uh, Beth Musgrave's crack reporting. Um, and it's really good. I uh, There's a lot in that article that I won't be covering here on the show. Definitely encourage you to go um, uh, read it yourself. Be sure to be in a private browsing window so they can't um, force you to pay for that rag. Um, but uh, we are, of course, talking about the... Uh, what is the what is our contractor's name? Oh shoot, I wrote it down somewhere. We are t- talking about our new contractor uh, since 2015, the Waste Service of the Bluegrass, which we who we hire to um, throw away our garbage. Um, and where do have they been throwing it away, folks? Scott County, um, all Fayette uh, County, Kentucky solid waste goes to Scott County. It's been going there since 2015. We recently renewed a contract in 2020 for um, a five year. Uh, contract uh, the first many five-year plans on this today's episode we will be discussing Lexington leading hard into five-year plans thank God finally I knew someone uh, I knew someone would uh, listen to make some sense of this but um, so I cannot find me video meeting uh, meeting minutes or any of it but uh, Beth Musgrave must have been on the spot on location getting that um, first thing down so um, we the issue uh, at hand is that the contractor was denied their planned expansion of their landfill in Scott County. Um, and they uh, have also um, been, what is the word here? Um, further confounded by the fact that Scott County um, uh, last August passed a uh, new waste management plan that bans all other counties from dropping their, uh, from dropping their uh, garbage. Is, is there something outside? Can we hear something outside the, the window? The hooligans outside are playing music currently. No, 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 I can't close the window. I would literally die. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'm... Oh, God. And this is... Uh, anyway. We'll save it in the edit. We'll save it for... Yeah, no, we won't save it in the edit. What are you talking about? This is the lame experience that you've signed up for, folks. Uh, this landfill has been... Um, uh, as it has been operating, has been racking up numerous complaints and violations. Um, now they can't expand it, and uh, legally they can't even um, put Lexington's trash in it, um, technically, right? Because of this ordinance. So uh, let me just hit now. Let me just hit up now the direct quote from the article um, because there's literally no more concise way to get into all of this without just listening to the horse's mouth directly. Lexington's contract with Waste Services says that the company must find another landfill for Lexington's trash service if the landfill in Scott County reaches capacity, Lexington city officials have said. Waste Service also cannot charge Lexington more than it, more to take its trash to a different landfill. The Lexington contract has affidavits from two other landfill operators that say they have the capacity to take Lexington's trash if the Central Kentucky landfill reaches capacity during life of the contract. The city spends roughly $3.5 million a year for trash removal. Mayor Gordon said Thursday, Lexington does not have a role in deciding what Scott County does with the landfill. The state will decide the case on its merits. Our concern is that the contract we have requires waste services of the Bluegrass to dispose of our trash through 2025. Our obligation to the citizens of Fayette County is to ensure their contract is fulfilled. Um, so, I mean, what I'm hearing from, um, from this is that wah wah contractor cry um you know they're not going to get a great deal um like they were getting uh and we'll get to the sort of great deal sort of the whole um lowest bitterism that we're going to get into in a second but first uh 
a council member we haven't heard from a lot. Um, in fact, I would almost say at all. This is, of course, Council Member McKern. Um, I'll continue reading from the article. Despite the mayor's stance, some Fayette, uh, urban, Lexington Fayette Urban County Council members said during a Tuesday meeting that they favored writing state officials to stress the importance of a central Kentucky landfill expansion and to support the waste services of the Bluegrass Challenge to the Scott County Solid Waste Management Plan. That plan was approved by the Energy Environmental Cabinet in August. Quote, we need our we need to back our contractor here, said council member Josh McKern during a Tuesday Environmental Quality and Public Works Committee meeting. McKern and several other council members toured the Kentucky landfill. Quote, I was rather impressed, McKern said. Quote, it was clean. There is no odor. Waste service of the bluegrass, and this is the and this is the kicker here, charges uh, $17.75 uh, $17 per ton, much less than Republic Services, which charges $24.45 a ton previous to 2015. If the landfill in Scott County is not allowed to expand, Lexington will spend a lot more money in future years for landfill space, McKern said. Um, well, um, sucks to suck, uh, Bluegrass Waste Management. Maybe you should have thought about that. Um, we already give too much money to the cops. What if we just use the money that we pay for the garbage people, uh, that we would be paying more for yeah. the garbage people, take that from the cops, give it yeah. to them? I mean, let me say this. Uh, you know, um, maybe uh, just trying to put it off on Scott County um, for as cheaply as possible is maybe not the direction that we, as sort of a post-industrial society, should be taking towards, um, like, the amount of waste we create and where we put it. Um, uh, there's a lot more details because, of course, this is all being mitigated through the uh, the um, state um, and whatnot. Uh, Beth did a good job of writing the rest of it, which is what I encourage you to check out. I was only really interested in the Lexington half of it or whatever. Um, as this continues, who knows? Maybe we'll see a side B on it. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not management. I'm not management. <laughs> Well, one of us has got to be Char Charlie. Charlie's management. Yeah, I'll put that on the schedule, Charlie. Um, all right, now back into our bread and butter here. It's the uh, Lexington. I don't know why I was about to say the whole name. It's the City Council work session. Um, this was the May 18th one. This was uh, two days ago. Do we say the name? Do we say today's date? Yes, it's the 20th. Okay, cool. It's the Five, 20th. 520 Blaze It. Hmm. Wow. Funny numbers today, folks. Um,. So Mayor Gordon, before we start public comments, brings up her own public comments. And I'm very curious. I would love to be a fly on the email server when this all went down um, prior. But uh, Gordon said that council members um, had contacted her and they were concerned about having people not state their address for public record. And they also gave concerns about decorum. Right. So one. I think even I brought this up. It's so funny that they ask you for your, to publicly state your address. And there are many people who rightly so just go like, uh, I'm not going to say that. And which is very interesting. Um, uh, before we get to this temporary solution on that, I would want to bring up one little quote from uh, uh, Mayor Gordon quote. If someone does not follow the rules of decorum, we will cut them immediately. Um, which is, you know, not that hard. Uh, technically, I don't know the, the um, definition of decorum is pretty, uh, it's not super vague. Um, they're now reading it to every person who makes public comment before they go to make the comments. So um, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Reynolds makes a motion um, that just for today, that the people don't have to give their address published, don't just have to give their address publicly, in, but just their council district. Liz Sheehan coming in with the second on this. This passes unanimously. 
Um, uh, it's important to note, however, that if you want this to be a permanent change, as uh, Vice Mayor Kay points out, this does have to be an ordinance change. This is the uh, um, how those things work. You cannot make a uh, suspension of rules um, f uh, that lasts just like forever. I mean, the, the Senate Republicans did that. Well, yeah. I mean, let me say this. Uh, here in Lexington, we but we but we huge Roberts rules stands, I guess. Well, email your counselors and let them know. LexingtonKY.gov. You can go get all their emails out there and let I mean, them know so you don't have to dox yourself every time you. I speak. mean, they're they're doing it. They all seem to be in support of it. I think this is this will oh, happen. Yeah. Uh, this is this is one of the few things where you have to actually do nothing. Well, email them anyway. Yeah, email them anyway. Ask them about the cops, right? Um, Say hey don't don't make me dox myself also fuck the police speaking of fuck the police both the public commenters that came um were once again asking the city to ban no-knock warrants um specifically bringing up uh the work session where chief weathers went um showed up at and claimed many things um one of which that uh they have never used a no-knock warrant for drug raids um and uh of course after an open records request was made um turns out uh the fuckers do use no-knock warrants for drug raids. Idiots. Um, interestingly enough, um, the second speaker also talked about uh, at the 15-second wait time um, for uh, for issuing warrants. I'm assuming that's like 15, 15 seconds after you announce that you're policing going in or whatever. Apparently, and they do not say who, but um, this 15-second wait time was removed in a last-minute amendment by a city councilor. Who that is when this happened, I do not know. Um, more on this when I figure it out, I guess. Don't want to point any fingers here. Don't want to point any fingers, but um, uh, it's I it's got to be Preston Worley, right? I mean, it's got to be that fucking guy. I mean, it's <laughs> just just a thought. I mean, what other what other fucker would do that, right? Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Here's some interesting agenda items that, of course, all got unanimously voted on. Um, they are. Uh, matching funding for the civic artist in residence fund um so now congrats civic artists you will now be uh, getting thirty thousand dollars um, instead of the 15. um there's a median curb going into the intersection of mason healy and versailles road we're paying sixty-five thousand for it and then the kentucky uh transit cabinet will be reimbursing it for us um and then we are hiring dean dorton technology for a cybersecurity assessment that's ten thousand dollars we're spending on this um briefly look them up they are a Kentucky company, and um, they seem to do a lot of like they are clearly like an like information technology company, but they have also seemingly since the pandemic have sort of expanded their resources to just be like generic sort of like management logistics stuff. Um, which of course, like if you were too stupid to run your own company, you would hire them. Alternatively, um, they have uh, seen the wild success of wild health and they're like oh man there's actually we should actually just try and convince local governments to um contract out basic uh basic government jobs to us um so something to look forward to something to uh, keep your eye on um uh regardless though cybersecurity very important you would hate for these beautiful beautiful um uh, meeting minutes to be all ransomware away now, right? I, I really hope like Fred Brown's uh, computer password is just like God. That'd be awesome. Fred Brown's computer password is just he's just you just hit enter. It's one of those cool ones. <laughs> the, the and the hackers of course never get it because they assume there must be a password. But it's one of those <laughs> ones where you just hit enter. Oh, we love to see it. That's actually the ultimate security. Um, obscurity for those of you playing along at home. It's obscurity being the best form of security. 
Um, interestingly enough, we also uh, they also renewed their um, Granicus uh, subscription. These are the people that run Legistar, um, and they're paying uh, paying twenty six thousand a year for Legistar. Not bad. I'm a well, fan of Legistar. They're paying twenty six thousand for it. It better work. It better fucking work, right? That's what I'm saying. Um, and now, folks, drumroll, please. That's gonna sound like shit on the recording. Um, <laughs> I have a uh, I have um, a uh, a memo um, to the Lexington Fayette Urban County Government and City Council um, from Jill Barnett, the General Manager of Lextran. I would like to read it to you all. Um, Each year, Lextran prepares a one-year operating budget along with a rolling five-year capital plan. Um, insert insert a Soviet national anthem now. Uh, the Lextran FY2022 operating budget and five-year capital plan are attached for council's consideration. Fiscal years 2020 and 2021 were significantly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Like many transit agencies nationwide, Lextran suspended fare collection mid-March 2020 due to social distancing guidelines in an effort to protect operators by limiting close contact with customers. Fare collection resumed on January 31st, 2021. However, passenger revenue remains impacted by decreased ridership. Restrictions related to COVID coupled with business closures, high rates of unemployment, and the shift to virtual classes resulted in significant ridership decreases from March through July. Ridership began to increase slightly in August, although it has remained well below ridership in previous years. Based on our own trends and those elsewhere in the industry, passenger revenue for FY 2022 has been budgeted based on the decrease in ridership, which is approximately 40% in 2019. It is unknown how quickly ridership may recover moving forward. The same considerations have been accounted for when they count calculating paratransit expenses. Federal funding for 2022 operating budget currently includes a combination of 503 federal formula funds. Well, coronavirus, I can't do it that fast. I was going good. Uh, sad, you tried. I know. Coronavirus aid, this CARES Act, um, CRISA Act, CARES and CRISA funds are available on a reimbursement basis for operating costs. The American Rescue Plan of 2021 um, includes additional apportionment for Lextran. Funds are, again, focused on operations, payroll, preventative maintenance, cleaning, and personal protective equipment uh, and are available on a reimbursement basement. State funding for 2022 remains unknown. The legislature patched the budget for the transportation cabinet that includes funding intended to offset the loss of toll credits. However, no details have been made available as to how far those dollars are accessed by transit agencies. Any state funding received would be used to offset the local match on a federal grant program required by Lextran. Additional notes and assumptions for the FY 2022 operational budget. Property tax revenue is budgeted as a 2% increase. Employee health insurance assumes an 8% increase. A long-term loan. The long-term loan was paid off in February 2021. That is the their headquarters loan that they took from Fifth Third Bank. Um, new markets tax credit dissolve, transaction dissolves in 2022. No clue what that means. Labor contract negotiations are currently underway. Uh, no increased budget for fuel costs. Current management contract expires in October 2021. Comprehensive operations analysis recommend- recommendations are unknown at this time. So that's the memo she sent to city council. Um, and now I will be digging into a little bit of the um, the uh, numbers for what they expect 2022 will look like. Um, so this is their, um, this is all built into their, this is all part of their five-year plan proposal, which we love to see. Um, some very interesting numbers about the total revenue, um, which uh, leads me to a um, has even further radicalized me on a certain uh, certain bus point. But anyway, um, we get uh, Lextran gets uh, total thirty three million dollars, uh, twenty million of that. This is per year. Twenty million of that comes from the property tax. Nine million of that comes from federal funding. Two million of that comes from UK. Of course, UK students don't have to pay to get on the bus. Um, and only $800,000 comes from passenger fares. A drop in the bucket, folks. We could get away with it. 
Um, we only get 260,000 from advertising, which is shocking to me. Um, and we only get 160,000 from miscellaneous revenue, revenue, like fuel taxes. Um, well, one obvious area for improvement of the revenue could be, uh, that, um, we currently got, they're expecting, um, uh, 78,000 from the Lextran foundation, which is um, something I'm unaware of until today. What, who is the Lextran foundation? Is this how I can, when I become a millionaire, donate all my money to the bus? Um, who knows? Stay tuned. Um, we are currently expecting $0 of state funding. I think the best way for Lextran to make more money is through lame advertisements. Yes, actually we will, um, we will gladly pay you, um, a small amount of cash to put our, uh, <laughs> or to wrap your buses with our faces that would be the best thing although this this uh lextran foundation sounds dubious mm, i don't think it's uh, i you know i know foundation the word is inherently dubious right there's no good corporation we're talking foundation. about a foundation i know <laughs> don't fucking spoil anything aaron um save it for side b would you um <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, draft 2022 <laughs> expenses. Um, we're just going to gloss over that, folks. You didn't hear that. Um, there, I, there is no megalomaniac. There is no megalomaniac at the mic right now. I'm just doing a show where I tell you about Lextran money. Um, we spent $60 million on wages, $5 million on transit, whatever that means. $2 million on professional services, whatever that means. $1.5 million on petroleum products like fuel and oil. Um, and like $150,000 on media and advertising which um, is insane that we're sp that I, I feel like I don't see any advertising from Lextran. They're not paying us to use the L in Lextran in our logo. <laughs> don't bring it up. Uh, <laughs> if they if they hear, they'll change their mind. Um, Five-year plan, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of interest in there. They're basically um, preparing. They're basically just holding the line here. Um, in 2022, there's going to be $3 million for buying more buses. Um, but in 2021, we only have $1.7 million, um, uh, to spend, um, spending on electric buses and electric chargers. Um, oh God, my allergies, I'm dying out here, folks. I'm dying. Um, how can I podcast in these conditions? Um, lots of curious funding sources out there, folks. Um, for instance, they are still until 2022, we were still receiving money from the Volkswagen diesel settlement, which I find really interesting. Um, and like not an insignificant amount. <laughs> um, there's the mass transit fund, um, which I don't know much, much about, but we get consistent funding from them and we're going to get 1.4 million from the quote congestion mitigation and air quality improvement as CMAC. No clue what this is. Um, don't know if it's federal, don't know if it's state, don't know who it is, don't know what it is. No clue. Um, in contrast, mere pennies are being spent on shelters, benches, and trash cans. Only 75000 a year. I do not know if this is a little or if this is a lot. I do not know how much a shelter or a bench costs um, beats me. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, so end of that five-year plan. Thank you, Lextran, for sharing, uh, for coming on the podcast. We always love um, hearing about you. These American five-year plans always always get me because they're so, they're so like, corporatized. Yeah. The Soviet five-year plans are, like, the best. They're so hopeful, mm. and they're, like, they, they would literally have, like, fucking public events for their five-year <laughs> plans. They would have, like, I, I have a bunch of postage stamps mm. of uh, five-year plans, and so they would be, like, 
in uh in five years like everyone's wages will go up by this much we'll be producing this much power this much grain it's gonna be great it was a whole party everyone loved it i love that you got you got a bonus when you met your five-year plan early that's cool Um, i love that and then you know in in here it's just like uh, well let's hope we don't die let's hope yeah let's hope it's how much can we reasonably back out of yeah. without uh without being too yeah. uh pessimistic truly the end times are here um but there's a different five-year plan going on this is the final five-year plan we'll be talking about this is of course the five-year plan on what to do with the homeless um let me read you the uh the full name of this quote five-year strategic plan to reduce and effectively end homelessness and enhance affordable housing in Fayette county are they just gonna like arrest them that would be so badass um i mean shockingly no i was shocked to not see anything with like um you know just just jail them constantly um let's see uh in 2021 or in 2020 i guess the most recent year this was surveyed in we have uh we've been on a downward trend of people who are homeless we only have officially 593 people um individuals that are homeless uh go team right uh let me read you the goals and objectives of this five-year plan um and there's some interesting things um in here but uh i think um, long-time listeners in the show will um, know that we already have a um, five-year plan for homelessness, and it's a lot more simpler. But point one, community outreach and engagement. Um, create a centralized public education campaign, $50,000 annually. Expand access and use of public data interface, whatever this means, uh, $115,000 annually. Establish onboarding curriculum for case managers, unknown cost. Um, point two, preventing homelessness, uh, eviction, dispersion, and mediation program, 1.5 million first year. Expand existing reentry program into jails, 65,000 annually. Um, no, not reentry into the jails, as I first read it. Um, this is a uh, this is a uh, when you're already in the jail, uh, having a reentry plan, so you are no longer in the jail to jail pipeline. <laughs> the off the, the the people love to talk about the school to prison pipeline but not enough people are talking about the prison to prison pipeline um anyway uh policy and advocacy um local lawmaker engagement no additional cost interesting um funding sources uh enhance use of lex end homelessness fund at bluegrass community foundation yes lex end homelessness I will be killing myself after this, after I record this. We have some real brainiacs over here in the marketing department. $120,000 annually. Leverage Chamber of Commerce commerce support. One, bullshit. Two, no additional cost. Yeah, there's a cost to that. Um, Maybe not in dollars, but uh, it's... um, uh, speaking to any, I think, you know, it is the official lame policy that everyone on the Chamber of Commerce should be lined up and shot. Um... Uh, that's an actionable threat is it in a hypothetical scenario when we get the revolutionary we would only folks we would only line up and shoot the people of chambers of commerce if the existing legal system stopped existing you know so that's a there's my (laughs) there's my conditional that no longer makes it actionable right um uh final point and this is um the most promising point um expanding permanent supportive housing uh, establish homeless preference for housing choice vouchers, whatever this means. No additional cost. Establish moving on strat moving on strategies with housing authority, whatever th- literally whatever that means. No additional cost. Expand and this is good. Um, expand permanent supporting house of units. 
$2 million annually chronically homeless base cost. Estimates as high as $8 million annually for full impact. That's right, folks. For only $8 million, you too could have full public housing. <laughs> My God. God, they're really loud. They are. Um, I didn't even hear until I stopped talking. These, um, these like Chamber of Commerce types... Yeah. The thing that the thing that gets me the most is their their funding excessive funding of these of these case managers. Because mm. usually what happens with these case managers, because a lot of like obviously it's not the case for everybody, but for a lot of these people they're homeless because they have an addiction to either alcohol or drugs or something like that. These case managers sometimes they're okay, but most of the time they're like, all right, it's time to not be on drugs. Yeah, this and, is yeah, and then they'll and then they obviously the homeless person won't because they're addicted and then they'll just like be more homeless yeah this is um we need to we need to um try a little more advanced strategy than simply just asking have you tried stopping um finally to end this section um there's one council report of note cloiber this guy gets on the mic and he's like our city charter which was created in the 70s right when we merged should be reviewed so he sends it to the general government and social services to do a comprehensive review. Lamb seconds this and it passes unanimously. This concerns me. Um, just because I don't trust this Kloiber guy. I'm worried he's uh, taking the sort of a Silicon Valley disruptor approach to government. Oh, right? no. Well, as, as I mean, you saw this, you remember a few episodes back when we talked about the uh, housing thing where he was, um, he was, you know, like he was a... Uh, sending another ordinance to demand um that the uh like like public planning the uh, like like city planning uh division like do something which is i not i wasn't entirely mm-hmm. it's it, it's not we talked about it a lot but i didn't necessarily understand i don't even um, think he understands no either, I mean, either it, he doesn't understand or he absolutely understands he's no got once again we're all just like me just like aaron just like all the freshman council members who all started doing this podcast and or their jobs in early january of this year um we've both and ent- we've all entered this phase of um smugness where we think we know what's going on right now but um in reality just like cloiber we haven't we have not a clue i mean we've only had our skin in the game for five months yeah. there's a whole universe of laws yeah. that we're not even privy to this is true i mean now as city council government and the exact mechanisms we you know we are mystery however does not take an idiot does not take a genius rather does not take a um einstein over here to understand basic uh basic marxist theory or whatever you know does not does not take a genius to understand urban planning so i say but um i don't know i might have to rescind that plan there's a lot of idiots out there you never know um uh fred brown's internet died during this which was awesome fuck that guy i love i love clowning on him it was very funny um it took them a while to even realize that his internet crashed which was even funnier um i love that uh and then i'm out of time my apologies i probably went over yeah, I went over a little bit. It's fine. That's okay. It's fine. It's fine, folks. Um, it's fine. Yeah, I yield my time. What's up next? All right, let's go to uh, the middle part of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. This is recorded also boots on the ground, so we'll oh, be right back. Wow, how exciting! You guys are listening to lame. This is the middle of the show. I'm here post counselors over cops rally to give a review. It was pretty fun. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed some of the clips that we had and hope you enjoyed side a as well make sure you stay tuned 
for side B. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on Twitter at LanePod. You can email us your questions, comments, episode suggestions at LexLanePod at gmail.com. As always, you can leave us a review on iTunes if you want and share it with your friends. And let us know if there's anything you want us to cover. We're here, boots on the ground. This is Aaron signing out. Let's go to side B. Thanks, past me. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Aaron. Uh, let's get back into side B. You guys are listening to the Lexington Alltech Marxist Experience Lame. That's right, everyone. Um, uh, everyone, uh, polish your uh, Kalashnikovs because we're about to go. Uh, we're about to go storm the Alltech Castle. <laughs> yes. Um, this all started with a text from my co-host saying, "You got to cover Alltech." Yeah. There's been some fucked up shit. And I, I've been, I've been looking at it. I just, I, you know, I've known about Alltech for a long time. What is that noise? Is it someone just using the water in your apartment? That's correct. God, well, you live in hell. Yeah, I mean, Alltech has been one of those things. It's always been around as long as like I've been like really aware of stuff. And um, I, the other day, I was just like brainwave. These people are actually insane um so let's uh yeah so hopefully we have a good enough hit on them today the yeah it's only one page but it's a pretty big hit Mm. um they recently and i don't feel like they deserve this i don't know if you're aware of this or not what they at, at at the uk uk's commencement they got an honorary doctorate mm both of them both the co-founders who just the one just the mm, daughter okay yeah i don't mm. one of the one is it lions or leons uh let's just say leons i don't okay. know i mean look we're allowed to pronounce it however we want yeah. this is kentucky it's fine um go back to ireland <laughs> so you're asking yourself what is this all tech company why do they yeah. why are they getting honorary doctors from eli Capilito? and this is an honest question ask someone in lexington if they know what all tech is and they will say yes then you ask them what they do and they will just like either not know or just only list you one facet of their uh, many-faced operation. And it's important if you're looking this up on your own, it's all tech, A-L-L tech, not A-L tech. Yeah, really confusing. Because um, there's another company called all tech with yeah, one L. They're a utility company. Yes. Um, uh, let me say this, folks. Um, uh, had I known that I could have just named my podcast company Walmart um, <laughs> and gotten away with it, I probably would have. I probably would have made all yes. my money. Um, so Alltech was founded in 1980 by a man. Uh, his name is Pierce Leons. He's from Ireland. That's right. He he immigrated here and he came with the money in his pocket. All all he had his entire savings. He came here with a small loan of ten thousand dollars. There we go, folks. You heard it here first. And uh, he set up a business here. He uh, got his doctorate in like biochemical engineering. Uh-huh. He developed this like yeast uh, method. Do we like, love people who do shit with yeast? Yeah, I, like I didn't. I didn't care. Um, <laughs> what they okay? There's what they do. Every agriculture mayor uh, major tune out. There's there's what they do, and then there's what they do. Mm, yeah. And I'm I care about what they do. Mm, I don't yeah. care about what they do. Uh, you've lost me, so let's <laughs> yeah. just keep... They mostly focus on, um, this is highlighted on their website, soil, feed, and farm. Mm. They do soil engineering, feed engineering, and farm engineering. Um, you know, I think, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, they simply, like, 
there's there's they've they're doing a lot of interesting things with the soil <laughs> put your tinfoil hats on i guess with the direction this is going not like that not okay like that. um They've all, so they started in Lexington, then they moved to Nicholasville, yeah. And now they're an international. Classic. Now they're an international corporate conglomerate. Yeah. The Jesmond, the Jesmond County to International Shell Company pipeline. <laughs> yes. Um, so you can drive past them on Nicholasville Road. Um, they have a lot of interesting businesses. Yes. So many. mostly they have the farm products, the the soil, the feed, all of that. Then. Bring it on, baby. They are obsessed with this. They yeah. will not stop talking about this coffee coffee they're they are really they cannot shut up about this coffee they grew they started growing this in 2010 after the earthquake that hit haiti we all remember so they did a little colonialism in haiti they did a lot of colonialism <laughs> in haiti. oh no um they and they still have this on their website for some reason Insane. i don't know why it's 10 11 years later um they say they're they make it seem like you buy this coffee and you will single-handedly pull haiti out of poverty that's great um so yeah, after the 2010 earthquake, Altec set up a fair trade coffee plantation. Yeah, baby, you love it when you set up a fair trade plantation. So for for the unaware listener, fair trade is not actually fair trade. Mm, whoa, this is news. Yeah, oh, you would really? you would think fair trade would be fair trade, but actually it's bad. Oh shit. Okay. Um, just like how I once thought that the free market meant that I could just take things. Yes. Um, only some people get to do that. Yes. So I, a fair trade really means it's a fair trade for the business owners. I'm. That's 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 so my take. I'm, okay, so I'm. I'm assuming the uh, Haitian plantation owners are not the Haitians themselves. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming the fair trade that the business owners are getting are the um, Altec uh, um, owners of this Haitian I, colony. I can't I can't confirm that, but it would not surprise me. Okay. Um. So fair trade on average, they have they're subjected to basically the same working conditions as non-fair trade workers, hmm. um, but uh, they only get about three cents more in their wages on average. That's right, baby, incremental increase <laughs> than than a regular worker, but they're still subjected to the same conditions. So like, technically, they're getting paid better in the in the loosest of in the in the most technical of terms they're getting paid it would be like yeah you get paid uh 1503 instead of 15 bucks an hour yeah you're like uh, it's a pittance for them they uh they have a video um which is just absolutely like diseased it's demented Ugh. i hate it um Ugh. it's a video of of the one of the founders um he's like in haiti um it's, uh, like with all these haitian kids this is what they do with uh with all this stuff they show you the kids but then but then they're like haiti they 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 built they built this fort after the slave re rebellion oh as God. a as a symbol of their independence that they but would we, never be conquered again we and we and yet and and here i am to prove them wrong and then and then later in the video they're they have they're gathering up all the coffee and they're sorting it in the fort <laughs> me i'm gonna i'm gonna hang myself after this episode <laughs> um, there's truly truly no saving our, ourselves from ourselves no. this is truly the end state all tech 
real and like they make this out to be like they're doing such a good thing and like the reason i feel like the reason uh, like we are able to have the standard of living that we have here in the imperial core is that we are in our companies not like i guess people are supporting this by buying it but you really don't have an option um but like the companies which rule us basically are artificially suppressing our prices at the expense of wage labor essentially in other countries yeah i mean one or of the slave, main, one of the slave slave labor not wage labor it's a pittance compared yeah. to what it would actually be uh wage labor but yeah they're using they're using uh slave labor and wage theft basically to make this coffee and whatever other imported products so cheap um and then they can't just like stop the slavery because then they would have you know a uh a consumer riot because yeah. then everybody would be panicking the prices would go up so we're for we forced ourselves into this corner of slavery and wage theft uh good job american companies nicely done folks all tech you've liberated us again we've liberated slavery in the u.s but only for non-incarcerated people but even then not really because wage yeah. slavery uh only by amendment have we have we actually ended it um Let's let's get out of the weary and dreary. Let's go into some other things Alltech is up to. Oh great. Um they have four distilleries in Kentucky. Yeah. Um they have oh actually no, one of them's not in Kentucky, one of them is in Ireland. So oh, they have three distilleries so in Kentucky. Uh the they bought they literally purchased the Lexington Brewery Brewing yeah. Distilling Company. It's the one um where East uh where were East High and West Maxwell, or High and Maxwell, when they merged back together to mm -hmm. become Versailles Road. Yeah, so that's all tech. Dueling Barrels, which is in Pikeville. Yeah. Um, and then Cumberland Breweries, which I think is in Richmond. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they also have a golf course on Nicholasville Road. You may have passed it. It's Connemara. Mm, interesting. I didn't know that was yes, them. Yes, they own that. Wow. Um, and then. And then. There's the house. The house? The house. They, um, oh, in about that. <laughs> in 2016, Alltech right. was like, we're going to build a new distillery in Lexington. That's right, baby. Um, and none other than Beth Musgrave wrote about this in the Herald Leader. Thank you, Beth. Your, your tireless work to save this city from itself. Um, it does not go unrecognized on this podcast. Um, there was this historic house. It was 116 years old. Yes. Alltech was like, we're going to tear it down. Yimby's be like. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to tear Blake. it down. I'm and kidding. I love you. Ev like, literally everyone was like, don't do this. This is a bad move, Alltech. Um, like, the, the president of the Bluegrass Trust was like, don't do this. Mm. Every single neighbor was like, no. Um, and have the, you considered taking, have you considered shooting them? Have you considered taking up arms, folks? Exactly. Try it next time. They're not going to run that bulldozer if they're under if they're if they're sniper fire. Just saying. Um, and the reason that they gave for that they wanted to demolish this house. This is a beautiful, amazing, excellent example of historic Lexington architecture. Yes. And it was it was very pretty. Mm -hmm. And Alltech was like, it's not suitable to renovate on the inside, so we have to demolish. Hmm. They're like, we would love to preserve it, but we can't. Um, Our hands are tied, folks. All evidence, all evidence against this. There is this YouTube channel I've been watching. I don't remember, actually know the name of it, um, but it is this house out in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, um, that this retired couple bought, 
and are and it's in horrible condition and they're trying and they just have a lot of money and they're trying to repair it and just the two of them and they post their progress on YouTube. They're complete idiots. They don't know what they're doing. Either they're going to literally kill themselves doing it. But um, it, the fact that they're making greater progress on this house than all tech could have is um, showing. Anyway, that's my that's my yes. shout out. If, look, um, I don't know what it's called. Look for it, folks. It's very entertaining. The the plan for what they're going to put here, because they wanted to build, they want to construct something here. Is either going to put a brewery or a visitor center for the brewery? Mm. I took, where, I took where, a little, where is this house? That uh, I did not write down. Damn. Um, but it is outside of a historic district, so they were allowed to tear it down what legally. Um, just on the literally on the border. Yeah. Have you all? I mean, have we considered um, not doing historic things in like districts? Like, have we like have we considered moving on like a house by house basis? Because there's a lot of bullshit in historic districts. And anyway. yes, that aside, so they wanted to either put a visitor center or a brewery there. The idea that you wouldn't even put that you would just put the visitor center there, it drives me by fucking wall. Or like a museum about brewing. Oh my god. So I took a little as Google if, Maps as vacation. If Lexington doesn't have enough of that. Looking at Street View here. Mm-hmm. Seeing what have they done with the place? Absolutely yeah. nothing. Yes, baby. It's just an empty lot. Fuck. You got a lot of um, another classic develop um, historical like renovation thing that you'll see going on. Like it happened in um, in, a, in my neighborhood uh, a few times. Is that you were allowed to tear down every wall of a house, but one you couldn't tear down all four walls. So what they would do is tear down the three walls and then just let the fourth one stand and just fall on its own because it you know was not supported. And they'd be like, oh, but the fourth one fell. Looks like they're gonna have to try it all again. It's a curious one. Um, but anyway, yeah. What else we got? What else we got? All these, all these legal loopholes. Yeah. Um, they they also partnered with our favorite, our favorite public-private partnership for vaccine clinics. Oh wild health. God, really? Yeah. It's all wild health all the way down, folks. We're discovering what's wildly possible um, in this fucked-up world we live in. Continue over here. What else we have? The, the final thing I want to talk about here is the Alltech Foundation. Oh, yeah. Um, we alluded to it at the beginning, and now it's finally going to be talked about. Alltech is a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. They're asking for PayPal donations. That's awesome. For their, so for their awesome. foundation. <laughs> um, Truly if, no shame. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know why foundations are bad, I, will, I, I guess I can get into it. Um, super quick crash course yes they are basically just a tax haven yeah so you can you can do the billionaires can donate or the owners can donate to the foundation and get tax bonus yeah because they're donating and the company can also do that yes um and so they can do that as an individual and as a company and then the foundations can just do like a bunch of whatever they the, can you know support um the ideologies they want to see in the mm-hmm. world and um, so we have some uh, political figures yes legally foundations have to spend five percent of their income every year what do they have to spend it on doesn't matter it could be anything interesting usually that amounts to salaries yeah love that um so you love these nonprofits with like six figure salaries to mm-hmm. people. And um, usually and they're not taxed and it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing and it's basically I mean look at the Gates Foundation. Yeah. Tin tinfoil hats on here, folks. It's uh, not even tinfoil hack. I mean the the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation is entirely like 
like a both a machine for rehabbing people's political images in the public mind and also a machine for like doing whatever the fuck bill gates and other rich people wants to do which for some reason always lumps down to like population control what is it about becoming wildly rich that makes you want to both abandon the planet and also like do population control or even you don't even have to look at bill gates look at like what chick-fil-a does with their foundation yeah literally I mean, well, arming arming uh anti-lgbt groups in africa so fucking insane yeah anti it was anti-lgbt militia groups and yeah. they're either providing funding but that's a whole different side b yeah. and they're also not in lexington yeah hit up our paypal if you want to fund a militia group <laughs> <laughs> We haven't thought of anyone yet, but we, I mean, if, if there's foundations willing to pay it, I guess we'll start one. Mm-hmm. Um, they are obsessed about this coffee. They They're will not shut up about this coffee. This coffee is like all that they have. I mean, Irish people, I mean, look no further than Joe Biden, I guess, have some particular obsession with Haitians, mm-hmm. right? They, because um, they bring this up on their on their page, alltech.com slash about slash philanthropy. Wow. They have this on there. And they're watching, like, going back to this video, watching this video, it feels like, <laughs> it feels like white man's burden. This is awesome. Go, like, watching this, I'm like, they're literally coming into their, into Haiti, into their country, and they're like, all right, we're setting up shop, here's how we're going to make the most money possible. Um, we're going to, by the way, we're not going to pay you uh, anything close to what would be considered a livable wage. We're not paying um, you anything, You we're not giving you our cool so soil technology we're not helping you you're growing cash crops for us we'll tell you how to do it but you can't you have learn. to sign yeah. yeah you'll have to like we'll do it in a way that you won't be able to learn from it or yeah. we'll use technology that you don't literally don't um, have access to if you are if you are upset and frustrated as to why this happened um please look up uh world trade organization riots in the 90s and just learn you know um, out of sight of the purview of our podcast but it would be an awesome yes. episode to do and so it kind of feels like it kind of feels like that where it's just like these these like we got we got the best and brightest here from Lexington, Kentucky. They're coming into Haiti. <laughs> they're they're going to save they're going to personally save Haiti. You got some fucking UK grads out here doing a colonialism. <laughs> yes, and you can save them if you just buy coffee. That's right. It's uh it's the white person's responsibility to, to save fund my empire. And this is like this is like the um like the protestant kind of attitude i feel like and i mean yeah, they're I mean, irish the, irish catholics but like which is shocking i mean well this is i mean it just further goes to show how corrupting protestantism has been to uh, catholics in america right where it know. feels like or you know they have this attitude of like well you know i have all this money yeah i need to do i need to do good with it yeah i mean look uh there's uh of course the um everyone should look up uh henry ford's insane brazilian colony that he had running very similar energy to that um something about people's belief that the devil makes playthings of idols hands um speaking of, those are people that i guess I, I guess we should shoot them in the revolution um once the legal system has been disbarred don't don't get me um but like I guarantee you what they're not reporting on here is like the cultural like erasure that they're that they're doing. Um look look no further than our dear friend Okonkwo in uh have you have you read uh Things Fall Apart? No. Uh well look no further than uh I think assuming that I'm literate on a podcast, insane. Look no further than the West Africans after the missionaries came over. Like I'm I'm sure I'm sure similar things have happened um in Haiti. Um and so it's just, it's really sad that, and just like, 
how like there's nothing you can really do about it. This is this is a bummer. Side yeah. B. Well, next time we bring up Alltech, um, we definitely have to because I would be remiss not to talk about it. Is of course talking about the um, Alltech Arena out in um, East Fay in uh, West Fayette County. Yeah, Alltech um, Arena and the uh, World Equestrian Games. Oh uh, my that god, that was a huge. I remember what a big. Well, I mean, look it. One of the few topics, every time we talk about dumb horse money, I, 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 you know, I feel like there's a target appearing on my back because this is how I, this is how me, um, some idiot podcaster in Lexington, Kentucky gets gunned down by some arm, some armed forces hired by a Gulf state monarchy. There's only one type of money in this town and it's horse, horse money. money. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this, uh, horse show, this the world equestrian games came up, um, actually a lot yeah i mean it was a it was a huge lexing i mean everyone was obsessed with the world equestrian games mm -hmm. it was the talk of the town for like all of 2010 um i believe actually that is part of the reason why the town the, not the town the legacy trail was constructed you're correct um and so they because like going on the legacy trail they have world games drive or whatever that's right baby lots of just disease disease torch horse shit out there folks mm -hmm. um in more ways than one yes exactly but of course um uh it's not like you can cover all the horse shit in one episode um it is a never-ending spiral to which the lame will never truly be done with um as so long as this sport exists um that's i mean like this this horse money it knows no literally knows no bounds it truly does <laughs> look no further than a few episodes ago when we covered the uh um reality tv show family justice Fam family justice that was relative just, justice relative justice yes it was and it was just being funded by horse money i mean you can't get enough of this stuff and you know all tech is at is at the root of all this or part cool. of it they're they're one of, they're, one they're, of the heads they're one of the many interesting um, one of the interesting, interesting intersections with uh with the horse lobby they've but, got they've got their their hands on everything and um I don't know. Should they should they have gotten an honorary doctor of humane letters? Well, I mean, once um, again, considering it was Eli Capaluto that gave it to them. Um, yes. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do we want to give doctors to uh, colonialists? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've done it before. <laughs> we've done it before, and we'll I mean, do listen, it again. Doesn't take any. It, it, listen, it doesn't. Uh, you know, you can't. Not everyone can simply inherit money and um, start a colonial empire. Not everyone can simply come to Kentucky with $10,000 to their name and start yeah. a business. With a doctorate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, well, right. That's really all I have to say about Alltech. Yeah. And with that... It's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. We'd That's like right. to thank our esteemed executive producer, Charlie Carey. Love the effort. Love the hustle you've been putting in, Charlie. Um, thank you so much. Our logo has been designed by Claire Thompson. Whoa. Um, I don't have any other credits. I was hoping I was really going to follow up with another one. but uh. um, Well, thank you guys for listening. You can uh, leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us your questions, comments, episodes, suggestions, 
death threats, legal notices, cease and desists yeah. at lexlanepod at gmail.com. If you request to DM us, um, there's a good chance that our boneheads won't see the uh, notification for that. So um, if we're not getting back to you, maybe send us a, uh, shoot us an email instead. I don't know. Well, the people who did that did do that. Well, okay. Well, they, sorry. Well, it's a self-correcting system, I guess. Yes, what do but I But for future, yeah, if we don't get back to you, because Twitter has this asinine thing where like it won't notify you about message requests you have to go into the this is all shop talk you have to go into you can tune out now the um the messages and then you got to go to follow for to message requests and then it'll tell you but you don't immediately get it on the page so if you're just like scanning so like has anything yeah. happened well as soon as i guys as soon as i figure out the fax machine situation we'll be getting that mm -hmm. up and running of course um and even though eli capaluto and everyone at all tech <laughs> put a put a bounty increase the bounty on our backs after making fun of the horse industry every time they hear us say it this is lame